Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my partner in crime and co-host, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? I'm feeling good, Foltz. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Steve. I'm excited about tonight's show. Um, it's going to be very, very informative, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think what's interesting, uh, or what led us to, we've had this show in, in, in our wheelhouse for a while, but I think that what has led us to come out and do this show now is um, a lot of you out there, as me and Steve were discussing earlier, over you know, through what with COVID and everything being locked down and you know, people being on social media, we saw ton, tons of memes that were like showing the progression of everything. And they said, what's July bringing? And typically it would always be like a UFO or like alien invasion just to bring it to like the next stop cause, or next step because everything just seems to be getting worse progressively. Yes, uh, I remember at New Year's saying, 2020, this is going to be our year. Yeah. And it's just been a dumpster fire. Yeah, I don't think it's quite been anybody's year, per se, yet. No. Uh, but there's a, there's always hope. But uh, going along with uh, what we're talking about tonight, um, me and Steve were actually planning uh, a really big event for during the summertime. Um, with uh, CE5, well, and uh, of course we'll fill you in as we go. But uh, it was going to be it's going to be a nice event. We were going to rent out a uh, what a camp like a like a day or what was it like a yeah like a summer camp yeah like a summer camp and uh, it, it it slept over a hundred people had pool it had a stage and everything and we were going to do some live shows and we were going to do some uh, CE5 there. However, uh, all of that got put on hold for a while. Uh, but what we would like to say is after we go over tonight's show, um, for those of you that may ar- that aren't familiar with CE5, me and Steve are thinking about possibly doing this again in the fall if, if, if the world opens and allows us to, to do so. So if you'd have, have an interest in uh, coming to central Pennsylvania and uh, participating in our CE5 weekend, uh, reach out to us via PM on uh, social media and uh, Yes, we'll get back to you. And we just want to thank everybody that has been reaching out and sending messages uh, via social media. Um, they've been great. And we always get back to everybody. Sometimes it may be a couple days, but uh, definitely feel <clears throat> feel free to reach out to us and uh, let us know your feelings on a, on a CE5 weekend with Subtle Beast. Spend some time in the mountains. Yeah, and, uh, and really delve into uh, CE5 and, and be able to – we can sit around and we can talk about all of our favorite topics and – you know, campfire style and just have a really good time and uh, do a lot of fun things, subtle beast oriented. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so you, you, should we, let's get kicked off. So uh, CE5, basically uh, a definition for that would be human initiated contact with extraterrestrials. Now, I'm sure we're all familiar with the, uh, the movie uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But what I don't think people are familiar with is, because that is what CE and, and CE5 stands for, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Now, what we do have, if you have a fifth, then you obviously have to have a first through fourth, which we do. Because <clears throat> And we're going to go over the different types of, of encounters. Now, a close encounter of the first kind is an observation of a UFO within 500 feet or closer. A uh, close encounter of the second kind 
is trace evidence of either a landing or a radar lock-on. Now, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like the movie, is observation of humanoids usually associated with UFO activity. Obviously, in the end of the movie, they returned uh, the children, I believe, that were missing, and uh, the aliens came out and actually greeted uh, all the people that were present there <laughs> to watch this craft land. So anyways, and uh, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind is interaction with the humanoids usually aboard the UFO. So if you can imagine what would have taken place at the end, like when the movie of, of Close Encounters of the Third Kind ended, uh, the aliens got back inside and they took some, uh, some other humans with them to go. So that would be Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind would be the interaction uh, usually aboard a UFO. I guess that could also be classified into if you had like um, an abduction and uh, you're on board the ship, which many thousands of people have claimed over the world and having very, very similar stories and none of them knowing each other. And some of the stories have taken place where there's not any type of uh, electricity or any type of computers or social media. So they wouldn't have heard anybody else's stories, which really makes those <clears throat> stories convincing and compelling. Cor so corroborating stories. Yeah, absolutely. So we have, so those are the, 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 the first four. So in close encounters of the fifth kind is human initiated contact or interaction with extraterrestrial intelligence or beings often associated with UFO activity or other CE5 contact levels. This encounter happens after following clear and simple contact protocol. Yeah, this one is the one that I'm really interested in. CE5 contact. Uh, Close encounter of the fifth kind is human initiative. So human initiated means you're going out there and actively pursuing contact with some other extraterrestrial race. Right. Um, may it be from and the, the depths of outer space, or it could be um, from an, another interdimensional being. Um, now, uh, I'm sure you've heard us talk on the show tons of times about Dr. Stephen Greer. I'm sure we're not the only fans uh, of Dr. Greer, but Dr. Greer is actually the one who had, he created CE5. Um, and he, he created that out of an experience that he had had as, as a young child, he actually had, um, he was out meditating uh, on a mountainside and that, well, I don't want to say child probably like uh, upper teens probably because he was out there by himself and he was literally meditating on the side of a mountain and uh, he had this vision come come forward into his head and it was of this craft of this huge craft and all of a sudden he felt himself on board this craft and he was actually getting like telepathic messages from these beings and then he said what he, he saw the symbol in his head, which was like a triangle with three circles at each point of it. And that ended up becoming uh, the logo for a company that he had started called CSETI, which is the Center or for Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Um, and he uses that logo to today. So he created what we're going to go over here tonight as far as uh, the protocol. So, uh, protocol is really interesting too. You would think that, you know, to have a contact and with an extraterrestrial being that you would just go out in the woods and wait for one. Right. That's not the case. No. Um, we're going to go, let's, we'll break down basically what you're going to need 
prior, and that's why me and Steve were asking at the beginning of uh, of the show if anybody's interested in in, in getting together <clears throat> in, a, in an event that we will throw. Um, we'd love to hear from you because all of this stuff will be pretty much present for you. And uh, but if you ever wanted to do this on your own, this is what you're going to need. The first thing you're going to need to do is assemble a team. <clears throat> so. While contact work can uh, certainly be done alone, it's more effective if you can do it in a group. There are several studies proving that the power of meditation is actually amplified when more people take part. This also applies to contact work. It is important when assembling a team to make sure everyone is on the same page with regards to the reasons for doing the work and as a healthy, non-fearful approach to the subject in general. And I think that that's important to address. Um, you're not going to want to try and assemble a team or try and go out and do CE5 initiative with somebody that you have to drag along because number one, they're already a, a doubter. So they're not going to be able to really get into a deep meditation with any type of interest in what you're doing. And I don't think personally that you would have very good results with somebody in there that's coming that you had to, you know, basically drag and because their energy is going to be off. Right. I, you and I have had experiences with like-minded people in the past. And you, yeah. can, you can tell when you get a good group of people together and they're jiving and all the ideas are flowing and creativity is happening and occurring. And you can get to the, the place that you need to be um, as we get further along here. So assembling a team, if you, if you feel that, uh, not bad feeling about somebody, but if you don't feel that instant uh connection with them then maybe that's not a real good team member for you right and so and if 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 you don't even really know of a group or people that would be like-minded <clears throat> reach out to us again and possibly uh via social media we'll be able to track down some uh, like-minded people in your area and we can try and get you connected okay so once you have your team assembled or ready to go what you, you're going to have to make sure that you you gather your equipment now, what you should you should bring a portable chair. Make sure that each team member has one, and make sure it's a camping chair uh, or a plastic patio chair. I guess you could use. Uh, you should also bring adequate clothing for spending several hours outdoors at night, because um, obviously here in the United States, depending on what time of year you do it, it's going to depend on how long you're outside and what time you're outside. And if it's in the fall here in Pennsylvania, which when we would like to host our nets, it, it gets chilly and it gets down in temperatures at night. Uh, you should keep in mind that your body will get much colder when sitting still for long periods of time. So bring warm clothing as needed. Uh, also bring adequate food and drink if you plan to be out for several hours. Alcohol and drugs should be avoided. A good pair of binoculars is useful for viewing aerial and otherwise distance phenomena. And laser pointer is helpful both for signaling and pointing out objects when working in the group. Although you uh, should use should be used minim, uh, minimized. Now you need to be very careful. Um, now we do have we have several high powered uh, laser pointers. Um, you do need to be very careful when, when using them because. Uh, it is against FDA rules that they're ever directed or pointed at an airplane. So as, as we go on here, we're going to be giving tips and, and ways that you'll be able to avoid that and, and, and know what's in the sky at that time. Right. You never want to break any of the FDA rules. Right. Exactly. Because we're already trying to call in <laughs> crafts that I'm sure have not been cleared. <laughs> yeah. So. Now, once you have that, you're going to want to make sure that, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, it's, uh, 
after you have your laser pointers ready, it's also helpful if several uh, team members bring uh, phones that are equipped with uh, the C-SETI field tool, which is a which is a great little app on your phone because as we go on, um, it, it, you know, it's got a mag uh, magnometer on it. It's got a radar detector and compass. Um, it also has all the different tones because in meditation you have to get to certain tones. Then you listen to different tones. It's got that listed on it, but uh, we can uh, we can give you more information on that if you have a, if you're interested in downloading it. Right, the tones are really important. They are now. You, what's also important too is your location. So it's important to find a location that's relatively silent and free from distractions, as contact work requires the ability to achieve a relaxed quiet state of mind an ideal spot would be one which is which is close to nature uh steve and i've got several that we're familiar with from um, from hunting yeah that would just be ideal for situations like this uh i think pennsylvania in the fall would be optimal conditions uh, to be able to conduct something of this so it's kind of exciting to be able to put this project back together again possibly um uh you definitely want to be free from the city because of uh, light pollution uh, and, and all of the noise. Uh, and you definitely need an unobstructed view of the night sky. So if where you are, if there, if you got some rural area that you can get to, or you got a uh, family in some rural areas, you can go out and, you know, even spend a night camping, spend a late night out there and, and trying to uh, apply these protocols and see what you can get done. And if any of you do this, we would love to be able to uh, have the video that you take and, and any and all experiences that you do have, it'd be, we'd be really interested in seeing that. So uh, meditating. Steve, you want to tell me a little bit about meditating? Yes. This? Yes. Meditation is central to making contact. It has been found that the realm of consciousness is common to all beings throughout the universe. And as much as it acts as a safe and effective medium, excuse me for one second, just throw my specs on there. It's all good. You don't have to be experienced with meditation to be effective in making contact. The important thing is that you are sincere in your intentions and make peaceful contact. And that what you do, you do your best to keep quiet in your mind and relax your body. The recorded guided meditations included in the group kit have a great way of getting started with meditation while doing some contact work at the same time. So I'll tell you a little story about meditation. I'm glad. The uh, the first kind of meditation that I had was in high school. We had uh, ninth period was your club period. Yeah, I remember that. Good times. And I, I selected, uh, it was called quiet or group meditation. And I have no idea what interested me in that. I thought maybe you could probably go to sleep or something. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. But uh, it turned out to be awesome. I had this instructor that every, you know, and, and there was probably 10 weeks or something. We probably did it like. Yeah, it was the last marking period, I think. So all nine weeks. Yeah. Okay. Nine weeks. So we, we did it like nine or 10 times. And every time it was the exact same thing. And you got to learn it to the point where it became second nature to you. So you would go in and as a group, you would do breathing exercises to get your heart rate in the in sync and, and lowered and get everyone in the same mental frame. And then as a guided meditation, the teacher would take you on this journey, uh, this voyage kind of through the the woods and down a stream and 
out into the woods and then there would be a, a cabin and in the cabin you created a space of which you found serenity so it was decorated at the way that you wanted it to be on the inside and it was the way that you imagined it being and when you would get to this place it was a safe place for you and you could stay there and it was kind of like this meditative state and then when you were done with that period or that that time that you wanted to be in there, you would come back out and go through this uh, series of events to get yourself back out of it. And then at the end of the period, the guy would count you back into kind of like consciousness. And And it turned out to be this amazing experience that I had with group meditation. So I know that it works. And also for a group of high schoolers to stay quiet as long as this this exercise occurred, it was really cool. And I think the majority of that was because of the guy's voice. Like he would guide you through this meditation and you wouldn't really want to talk because you were listening to his voice. But I think that it was important for me at a young age to have that experience. It's led to some breakthroughs that I've had with meditation later on in life. So I'm a big fan of a clear thought pattern, uh, meditative state. I think that it can do a lot for you. And when you add the group feature, I think that it is probably the most important. Because you got to remember, these beings are used to communicating telepathically. A lot of these beings don't even have the hole for the mouth. So all of their communication is done telepathically. So you need to be able to clearly think and listen and be a receptor and put your ideas out there so that they understand what it is that you want um, without using words. Yeah, so it sounds like it would be now I've never I've never taken any meditation classes like that. I wish I would have. I think I just did something easy like foods so i was always cooking oh yeah but uh i liked that steve said that even a bunch of high school kids they were they were being quiet because if you're going to do this in a group then like we were saying earlier group participation is going to be everything you, you don't want some uh you know some non-believer there with you, you want people to <clears throat> because um we're, we're talking about connecting with other energies so we all need to be almost resonating on the same level and that's why we also the, the app has the different tones because those tones will, will resonate in our air in in the area that we are within a circle and uh help make contact so so steve do you still use those practices today that you learn in that class to help like maybe calm yourself down at a certain point? I do. I also use um, color. A lot of time if you're in a situation and you th- you're thinking, if you think in color, it will change a lot of the situation. Like if you're thinking in red, that's going to aggravate you. But if you're thinking in blue, that's going to cool you down and cool a situation down. So when I get into tense situations that are high stress level, I find myself reverting back to my training of meditation, using my breathing and thinking in blue to remain calm in situations. That's interesting that you say um, thinking in blue um, because uh, we write and we have a, all of our notes for a show up on a whiteboard usually that when we piece it together and it's always written in in a blue pen and what I had learned um, from a uh, really successful gentleman a long time ago that, that was mentoring me is that whenever you write on a whiteboard that you should always use blue because it is the most calming 
uh, and appeasing to the human eye versus if you were up there writing red, that's saying stay away from this information. Right, or yellow is meaning caution. Right, exactly. So if you stick with a new, like a nice blue color, it, it, it calms the room, and uh, I, I like the science behind it. Yeah, man. So, okay, so we're going to keep going here through the protocol. Now, hang with us uh, on this next one because it, it takes a, some twists and turns and hopefully it's not too complicated now it's the coherent thought sequencing and that is the non-linear nature of consciousness makes it possible to view distant places and times without moving anywhere now the military and cia have had an interest in this phenomenon for years and they refer to the practice as remote viewing, which we did a whole show on. And it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was a really fun show. If you haven't heard that, go, go and check it out. Uh, this same phenomenon has proven it, uh, extraordinar- extraordinarily using f- for initiating contact with ET beings. Now, C. SETI, Stephen Greer's company, has developed a specific technique for remote viewing referred to as the coherent thought sequencing. Now, this technique involves entering a state of heightened consciousness through meditation and then projecting images with your mind to show any nearby ET visitors exactly where you're located on the earth. Now, several of the guided meditations included in some of his workshops uh, provide a walkthrough of this technique and are extremely useful for use during contact. Now, start by projecting an image of yourself from hundreds of feet above your location. Then travel up to several miles above your location. Appreciate what the landscape would look like and any city lights that a visitor would see from that height. Continue to rise higher and higher, projecting images of what you would see if you were at the edge of the Earth's atmosphere, still looking down on your location. Then, as if you were well above the Earth, looking down onto it. Then travel to the outer parts of the solar system, then outside the galaxy, always looking back towards the Earth in a spiral arm of the Milky Way. Then go far into deep space, looking at the Milky Way from a distance. Then reverse the process, projecting what you would see from your location in deep space, then at the edge of the Milky Way, then at the edge of the solar system, then outside of Earth's atmosphere, and finally zoom back down to your precise location on Earth. Project through thought, that anything that you would like an ET to pick up on these thoughts to come and visit your location and manifest in whatever way. And this is most importantly, which is safe and appropriate for them. Cause people, uh, I've heard people say that they've gone out on CE fives. Oh, well, nothing happened. Well, that's not necessarily true. It's just that they weren't able to safely come in. I mean, they know who's watching the skies at any type of any time. I mean, they got deep state radars. They got these radar pulses that'll take these craft down if they if they materialize. And there's videos that, that you can see them being shot from space and ETs stop or vehicles stopping dead in their tracks and just zooming off into space and just avoiding these weapons, which is obviously horrible. Another thing is that it happens fast. It does. Um, I I got trained on happens fast at a, a race car event. I was with a friend and he noticed that I wasn't watching and he said you know you have to watch it to see it and I didn't understand what he meant but then I started to watch it and the truth is if if you're not watching the exact place like where if there is a car that flipped over 
uh, and you kind of see the audience's reaction and everybody looks over into turn three at the same time. But by the time you're looking over there, it ought to already happened and now you're just looking at a pile of dust in the air. So what he meant was you actually have to watch the cars go around the track in order to watch like if a car flip over in real time. And it's the same with uh, pro pro sports events if you're at a baseball game you actually get to watch that batter hit that ball it's the same in this situation you can have cameras set up to record and go over that um, footage at a later time but while you're in the moment you want to see anything that is occurring and there are times where it could be an orb could be anything that's happening could around be a you. feeling could even be a feeling it's going to happen fast with a feeling it might be a a uh, feeling that's not super prevalent right and then maybe maybe it's bringing in chills or everybody in the circle is starting experiencing hair on their arm stand standing up but you're not seeing anything well that would be the prime time to get out uh your digital cameras or you know high-powered cameras and just start taking random photos in your area because uh, images have come up when groups have experienced uh this type of uh, self-awareness almost around them couldn't see it but could feel it snap some pictures and some pretty incredible images came out of that yeah i like that word self-awareness or heightened awareness yeah your awareness when you're doing this type of event is definitely important now steve you were talking about staying present and being in the moment um but what we always want to do is 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 be able to produce some proof you want to talk about observing and recording just a little bit yes if you feel it is appropriate you can film photograph take notes or just sit back and enjoy the experience in any case be sure to let any visitor know how much you appreciate them going out of their way to manifest in any way as it is often difficult and dangerous for them to do so the ETs are constantly coming up with new ways to manifest, so it's quite possible that you may encounter something that has never happened before. If you like to report any contact, you can talk to Subtle Beasts directly, and we will get it out into the net for you. That's right. We certainly will. So we're going to head right on. So I think that it's important to to have some type of recording there. Um, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything... You know, I spectacular agree. i mean I you agree. can record with your iphone i mean if you had some camera that could capture like heat signatures that'd be one thing but uh i think like present day samsung and iphones have great cameras on them because a lot of the times what you'll see is an orb and what you want to do and then and while we were talking about laser pointers is because if you can point up in the area of that orb and kind of circle it i've seen this on in, in many different uh c5 investigations then it'll start to like pulse and it'll, it'll acknowledge. That way you know this isn't just some like random light out there. You hit it with a light, and it's hitting back, and you're all resonating on the same level. You've made contact. You're interacting. Yeah. You, you, you can, you're interplanetary right, right then and there. So what you're also going to want to make sure of uh, is to have star charts or at least have looked them over and looked over celestial events and moon phases. Uh, you can make sure that you stay aware of timings of these events, uh, such as meteor showers. There's different astronomy websites that you can check out. Uh, one's called skyandtelescope.com, and, and uh, that's a great place to get information. 
Um, you can use another website. It's called Heavens Above, and they could give you a chart of satellites. Um, and what's important about that is you don't want to be out on a super clear night and being like, oh, my gosh, look at that light. It's going across the sky, and it's going real fast. Yeah, that light's going across the sky at 15,000 miles an hour. It is going fast. However, it's one of our satellites, and you also got to watch out for uh, spotting the International Space Station, too, on really clear nights. Um yeah, so heavens above, you can go there. It'll give you the information on what satellites will be going over your field during your uh, certain investigations. Um, they'll even uh, let you know if they're using any type of uh, iridium flares in the area. Uh, there could be other sources of information. I mean, you can, uh, a lot of phones have these type of applications on them. Um, but make sure it's best always to go out uh, closest to a near moon or new moon dates. Uh, the new, when the new moon is out, uh, when the moon is out, is not out to shine into your eyes and interfere with the night vision. Sorry, I'm getting tongue twisted here. Uh, but again, you can get all this information online. There's different calendars of, uh, of the different moon phases. So yeah, so that's just basic protocol right there that we were going over. Uh, the the assembling of the team and all of that nature. Um, let's see, what do we want to jump into next? Because different areas got so much interesting. Let's see. I think we'll go with, uh, here, we'll go over uh, a little bit of uh, the global CE5 initiative that uh, that Greer started, so we can talk about him a little bit. Uh, obviously, like we said, the term close encounter of the fifth kind, it was coined by Dr. Stephen Greer uh, for the, uh, of CSETI, which is the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And he started it in 1990, characterized by mutual bilateral communication between humans and extraterrestrial intelligence. Close encounter types one through four are essentially passive, reactive, and ETI initiated, while a CE5 is distinguished from these by consciousness, voluntary, and proactive human-initiated or cooperative contacts with extraterrestrial intelligence. CSETI has developed a set of core principles and contact protocols, some of which we just went over, to help facilitate and contact with technology with advanced ET civilizations in the spirit of universal peace and enlightenment. And this has become to be known as the CE5 initiative. Nice. Now, I was telling you a little bit about uh, Stephen Greer's near day. Uh, he had an experience when he was meditating out in the mountains, but he also had a, uh, a near-death experience, which led to another part of creating CE5. And he had a near-death experience at 17, uh, and he discovered that there was more to this world than just the, the physical world that we live in, and that consciousness is not bound by space-time. And that's when he came uh, up with the contact protocols that he now uses and teaches with C-SETI. Um, the ET technologies that they pick up on are our thoughts, and he has shown that in, in many of his <clears throat> CE5 groups. Um, he, he, um, the second protocol that he always likes to use, is like we were just talking about, is the tones. Now, C-SETI uses a, a broadcast tone that they put out and they can put out through walkie talkies and CB radios that way it's going directly into space and hitting off satellites but you don't you don't necessarily now if you have walkie talkies and you have the app and you got the tones granted you know use them it'll, it'll definitely help 
Um, now, it's been the mission of CSETI and Dr. Greer for over 20 years to teach these simple but very effective protocols to the people of Earth with the intention for those people to then go back to their homes and form local working groups and go out into the field and initiate contact using the CE5 protocols. So that's what me and Steve are trying to do with a lot of uh, Subtle Beast fans and like-minded uh, folks from uh, around the country would be to get a large group people that are interested in it make a big weekend of it with subtle beast and uh you know see and see what see what we can create together and then of course it'll be recorded and uh you know one day it'll be part of our documentary one of the things that i love about this topic is that when you're creating a group to go out and when you're discussing this topic in general this is not uh a, a rich man's sport. So there's so many things out there that get uh, tarnished by money getting involved in it. And this is c- actually the opposite of that. What you need to do is find people who are like-minded, enlightened, spiritual, able to be connected with the universe, able to have a voice without using their voice to search the skies with their mind and connect with these beings. So it's it's cool to me that it's it's not um, regulated by money. It doesn't cost anything to get involved in it, um, and it's not it's not government controlled. That's right. Government has has gotten um, that knows about people doing these CE fives initiative, and Greer has been contacted many times um, by high level ranking officials, uh, telling them to to stop doing it. And he basically said, no, I'm not going to stop doing it. And then he started getting invitations by world or by the head leaders of, of France. And he was coming over there and doing CE5 with a, like the, the equivalent of a five-star generals in the U.S. And after that, France had come out and, and declassified UFOs to the people of France. Now, did we hear about that in the media? No, they're not going to talk about that, but it's true. It did happen. So it is important. Now we've talked about on other podcasts that also Greer warns about a um, possible fake alien attack, false flag, false flag with using, uh, with the help of project blue beam. Um, like again, like we said with the memes, uh, is July going to be that? Well, this is why CE5 is so important. And the most important factor to it is being done for universal peace and it being a universal peace initiative. So what I'm going to go over now is basically what we're, what we're actually doing with CE5. Universal Peace Initiative. It's part of the CE5 initiative movement. We see this as a way forward for our human society. We believe that there will be a time when ETs become a permanent part of our human society. When this moment comes, there will be a great need of people who will be able to facilitate, to open up contact between ETs and humans. These people are called the ambassadors. So if we, if we did a big event and everybody came out and we're all doing CE5, we would all be ambassadors. We'd be ambassadors to the stars. This is where Universal Peace Initiative takes part by educating and training people to become interstellar ambassadors to other civilizations. <clears throat> training and education is based on Dr. Stephen Greer's expertise and also our own research that we've conducted on a regular basis. 
Now, there's also a practical aspect to what we do. People in our community actively expand their consciousness. That means that we get to know ourselves better. We aim to understand our universe better and the power of consciousness itself. People in our community are like-minded with the greater purpose of sustaining life on our planet. That is being done by various forms of meditations and spiritual practices. We also literally go out under the stars and make contact with ETs. Um, we haven't documented any of ours yet. <clears throat> Me and Steve are still in our early stages, but we do have our own full written reports <clears throat> that we've kept in for ourselves. Um, so what is happening right now? Now, our belief is that at the moment, we as humans are on the crossroads to universal peace and prosperity and complete destruction. So <laughs> we got both sides of the coin going on at the same time, which seems interesting considering the state of affairs with the world is in right now. Well, yeah, I mean, the complete destruction part you can believe in uh, pretty he heavily. But the other part, the uh, prosperity, uh, the universal peace, you have to appreciate the fact that there are a lot of people out there that are that are doing this, that are doing meditation and yoga on a daily basis and connecting themselves to the universe and to the earth and to each other and to the universal con um, connectivity, um, the energy that surrounds us. So, Akashic Records. 100%. If you haven't heard our show on the Akashic Records, go back and listen to that. That's a great one. But uh, Fultz and I have, have been doing experiments with uh, connecting um, – Interspiritually, yep. on in this dimension and in others. Uh, so I know True. that that we are uh, one step closer to universal peace and prosperity. All right, and and in practicing meditation and connecting with your inner self is is extremely important because some of the um, guidelines we were going over at the beginning is making sure that you don't have any fear going into this. It would almost be like um, somebody that rids evil spirits from from a, somebody that's possessed, you know, whether it be a priest or some type of witch doctor or what have you, a shaman, uh, that person can't go into that with any type of fear because it would never work. It would never work because, and if you believe that that person is possessed by an evil entity, nine times out of 10, if you're not a confident exorcist, that entity is going to end up coming into you. So, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. So, but what we're talking about is getting your mind right and, uh, and working on meditation. So again, if you would be interested in coming out to our event, I would think that uh, in preparation for that, start listening to some uh, some meditation, guided meditation, and uh, just being able to let yourself go, like Steve was telling his uh, amazing story. Once you get there, once once you're able to work through the beginning stages and, and achieve that uh, moment of clarity that that you do, like I said, when in the the uh, the lessons that I was taught. Once you get inside your cabin, um, then it's easier to get back there. Every time it gets easier and easier. You can do a a, uh, a deep meditation, or you can, if you only have a few minutes, you can do a lighter version of the meditation and, and still get to that same place. So it's important that you train yourself to the point where you can get to that that space of clarity. And then that's when you can start to connect with others. I can see how it would be easier each time that you would do it because as human beings, we love comfort and we love to be able to get towards what makes us feel comfortable. And within 
our control. So the more that you would practice that, it'd be like, oh yeah, I need to go to this place. And with, well, you know, practice with anything, you know, perfect practice makes, per, uh, you know, perfection. So, uh, yeah, so let's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going here a little bit. Let's see. Now we said that we're on the crossroads of universal peace, prosperity, and complete destruction, but, uh, it doesn't seem like that's too hard to, uh, to believe, um, because of the very obvious that we were born into a world of wars and instability. And then when we die, it still goes on. We need to remember that when looking at it, at the time aspect of the planet, Earth's like 4.5 billion years old. A few hundred years is not much, and big changes happen over centuries, not decades. In fact, there's been some sort of conflict on our planet for thousands of years, and that is still not very long when we look at the great scheme of things. In other words, we might not even see the change in our lifetime, but our children or our grandchildren may. Now, we believe that the world of peace and prosperity can be achieved. This means no wars, no poverty and hunger, and no need for violence. Equal and self-sustaining healthy society living on beautiful plant living on our beautiful planet with harmless energy. This vision also includes peaceful contact with extraterrestrial civilizations who can guide us through difficult times such as now. And so we can also become an interstellar society. I mean, look at all the trade deals that are always being made. Oh, we're not trading with this country anymore. We're not doing this. Can you imagine what trading with an interstellar civilization would be? I can't imagine that they would want much from us, but who knows? There again, it's so um, wide open that they could, they, they, they may, there might be some element or something natural that is, uh, that occurs on earth that would be very valuable to another civilization. So there could be, we we could be rich. That's true. Like well, like the Anunnaki coming to Earth in search of gold. Right. So, well, with prosperity, we also have the grim vision of a complete destruction to our planet by us, the humans. This means that our own ignorance and actions that we take every day, which contribute to either vision. Now, generally speaking, at the moment, we pollute our environment. We destroy our biosphere. We do each other harm. This is done consciously, if it's done consciously or not. There is also a strong aspect of secrecy that goes on in an unacknowledged special access projects that Greer speaks about. These have their own agenda, and they involve the fake alien attack, as we were talking about earlier. More chaos and wars, instability, militarizing space, space wars, and generally speaking, an enslavement of humanity. And the secret agenda that it's been in place for more than 70 years, and we've talked about it on uh, on our show on uh, different occasions that Oppenheimer, on his deathbed, made, uh, the, made the, uh, announcement that everything that has been a sham. He said, first, uh, the Russians will be identified as our enemy, and then it will be um, terrorists will be identified in the Middle East. And then after that, it'll be third world countries, <clears throat> which look, North Korea, that we've been dealing with over the past few years. And he said, the last card is the alien card. And he said, it's all a lie, talking about the, the fake attack to get the world united against you know one enemy and you know it's all part of the new world order but anyway let's let's keep going on uh now whichever vision comes to light first there'll be a great need for people who will be leaders in saving the planet or facilitating to open contact with ets this will include helping people to distinguish between fake alien crafts and beings which 
here at Subtle Beast we can do and we can teach ET reproduction vehicles and man-made biological entities and real ETs who come to this planet and want to help us in this important transition to a level one civilization. Yeah, we're still at a level zero civilization. A level one is universal <clears throat> is a, is universal peace on Earth and everybody reaching uh, a different type of or higher consciousness and yeah we we've got a long way to go because some of the some of the um extraterrestrial civilizations out there are like a level three or four which basically at that level you're able to basically build a construction around a star and just harness that star for your infinite energy for your planet so and travel without your body yep exactly so if you think that uh, that there are civilizations that are there and we and we and we're still fighting amongst ourselves uh yeah we got some uh understanding to do and again so that brings up who's who's going to do something about it as my old man used to always say what are you waiting for somebody else to do it well <clears throat> me and steve um, like I'm sure many of you, we want to be ambassadors. We want to be able to do CE5 on a regular basis. We want to be able to do CE5, <clears throat> pardon me, <coughs> with, a, with a lot of you in a big event, in a big sitting, and just see what we can create, and then possibly be able to do that, you know, maybe every six months or every year, get together as a, as a large group and, you know, make contact for peace so that the people of the deep state don't try and push this narrative any further than they already have, and then, <clears throat> and then try and fake the world out with, a, you know, with a, with a fake alien invasion. Right. I think that um, as far as CE5 goes, you need to get a good group of people that are like-minded, get out there and start to do it. And then you never know when, when it becomes more evident to the masses that we are on the cusp and we are making contact, then things could unify quickly. This, this world could become unified under the message of contact with someone that is not from this world. Yeah, and absolutely. And if you think that, you know, me and Steve are just, you know, being crackpots talking about this, um, it's talked about, uh, well, who was it? Um, Steve and Tyler talking about it on the Joe Rogan show. Right. Talking about, have you seen this thing? with, with And and obviously Joe had seen it, but he just kept repeating it and repeating it. And so, you know, there's a, we're not the only ones out there. So let's prove it. Let's prove that we can do it. Let's, uh, so reach out to us. Let us know that you at least have an interest and, and then from there, we can see what we can do and even uh, see about getting some of you out here. Even from other states, we'll run like some type of contest or something like that. And, uh, you know, you can win a, win the weekend out here with, when we finally do the event. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so that was a crash course on CE5, obviously. Um, so there is a lot more that you can look up online. Uh, you can go to uh, look up Dr. Stephen Greer and see SETI. Um, SeriousProject.com, I believe, is the website. You can look up. He's got videos of uh, CE5 that they have done. Um, and so you can get an idea of what are, what they're seeing and what they're experiencing when they're out there doing it. So that in the event, if you choose to be an ambassador and get a group of friends or like-minded people together and do it, or and or get ready to and expand your mind through meditation so that you're ready when uh, to come join us and do it in a large group, whatever. We just need to uh, 
we need to be these ambassadors. I mean, in this time, I mean, this is such a positive thing. Uh, I think we've all experienced uh, enough of negative from, uh, you know, even, even our even our neighbors and, our, and some of our closest friends. So why don't we reach out uh, to our interstellar brothers and sisters and see if they can't, uh, see if we can't make some type of connection with them and see if we can further the progression of the earth in a positive way. That's great information, Foltz. Thanks for bringing it out. Yeah, so, well, that's our show on CE5 for tonight. Like I said, just a little bit of crash course, but uh, don't forget to uh, reach out to us and let us know if you have any interest in, uh, or just hit us up on social media at all just to say, hey, we'll write back to you. If you have any ideas or if you have an incredible story that you think needs to get out to the masses and you want to be on our show, contact us. We'll make it happen, and uh, it'll be a fun time. But until next time, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.